Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Conf T with URSC, recorded Monday, June 15th, 2020. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own and to please consult with Cisco TAC or Cisco certified partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian Boyd. How you doing, Mr. Boyd? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. So we took a little bit of time off. Um, we had meant to cover Cisco Live, and we were going to do it the day before because that was when Cisco Live was going to start. And then they pushed it back a little bit. And because of my schedule, I could not do a Cisco Live recording tomorrow when it comes up. So instead, we kind of shifted gears here, and we had our special guest, uh, Mark Nefrio, uh, who is actually a Cisco employee that in his previous role before coming back to Cisco, used a product that Cisco had made um, an announcement about their intent to acquire Thousand Eyes. So, Brian, we had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Mark here and uh, and talk to him about this, uh, this product and what it does as he's had some experience. In this episode, we do talk about a product that Cisco does not yet own. Uh, of course, some of the statements and things we make here are not concrete and they are some forward-looking things. So, Please take that with a grain of salt. Um, anything could change between uh, when, of course, this is recorded and when you guys hear it. So if anything has changed and this is uh, out of date, we apologize. But uh, as of uh, today, when we recorded this, this is the information as we know it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation about Thousand Eyes. All right. We are here with Mark Nufrio. How you doing, Mark? Not too bad. How are you? Good, thanks. Thank you for joining us. We brought you on uh, as kind of our local uh, expert on all things Thousand Eyes. Uh, as we mentioned, the uh, Cisco has made its intent to acquire Thousand Eyes public. Uh, so we'll we'll see hopefully what comes out of that sooner than later. But Brian and I have had zero um, interaction with this product, zero uh, experience with this product. So wanted to reach out to you. But before we get into that, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Cisco. Sure. Uh, so first, thanks for having me on. Um, <clears throat> I recently joined back at Cisco. Uh, I had worked uh, here kind of the, the second job uh, in my career. Um, but uh, I'm a systems architect. Uh, I support um, one of the New York City regions. Um, so uh, I think the, the same thing as you guys. Um, Previous to, to coming back to Cisco, uh, I spent about a decade as a customer and uh, various jobs, e-commerce, um, uh, digital advertising. But most recently, uh, it was around e-commerce and uh, building network infrastructures at scale. And part of that story, of course, was uh, being able to ensure that we had uh, appropriate um network visibility. And uh, through that, we, we leveraged Thousand Eyes. Um, as a primary consumer, um, the solution was actually owned by uh, our SRE team, um, but we uh, backfed a lot of our requirements from a network infrastructure standpoint uh, so we can get the solution that we needed. Cool. So you came, so the expertise that you're going to give us is really from the user standpoint of, of utilizing Thousand Eyes to, to monitor uh, the services that you were in charge of. Is, is that accurate? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, um, yeah, we were consumers of it. Um, we had, I want to say we, we trialed it as well. Uh, 
we had run through a, a few different options and we were part of the decision-making process. Um, this was when it was NetSuite. Um, so that was the, the one company uh, that we had started this whole process with. Eventually, NetSuite was acquired by Oracle um, and we just continued on with, with NetSuite. And we were, again, consumers at that point. Um, but I, I want to caveat that, maybe say not so much consumers. We did build a lot of external tooling uh, that leveraged uh, portions of Thousand Eyes. Um, so we were engineering solutions around the consumption of Thousand Eyes as well. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, let's let's start right there with with what Thousand Eyes is and kind of where it where it fits. Um, it just be, you know, for people like us that have no idea what this is all about, other than to see that. Cisco intends to acquire it and uh, for a, a pretty hefty price tag. So, I mean, it must be important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think at the core level, how I define Thousand Eyes, uh, when people ask me what Thousand Eyes is, um, is it's a, it's a tool for site performance and availability monitoring. Um, but more so, of course, we, when we think of you know, performance and availability monitoring, we also consider tools that we'll use internally. Uh, so something like Inagios, um, but think of that on an external perspective. So uh, I have uh, an external presence, whether it's you know an HTTP presence, um, say FTP. Um, I can monitor all these things, or I want to monitor all these things for performance and availability metrics. And Thousand Eyes provides me that solution, right? So at the core level, I define it as external site performance and availability monitoring. So is this application monitoring at these sites? Is this, you know, strictly WAN performance? What what exactly are we looking at? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, so again, at the, the core level, it is definitely not application monitoring, though I do want to say based on what you can you can garner from the results of say um, a cloud-based agent test, you can kind of sort of put the pieces together uh, if it's a network problem. Um, or if it's an application problem. And that's where you start getting into the different types of a thousand eyes tests. So for example, if you set up a, an HTTP test or an HTTPS test, basically a web test, um, you're going to be able to, to consume, for example, waterfall charts. And within those charts, we can see for each individual element you know, what the connect time was, right? If it was an extended connect time, we know it's likely something within the internet ether, right? Um, if it's a, um, the metric is, is say, high for latency or loss for DNS, we know that's a network problem. But when we start getting to uh, some of the other portions of, you know, a, an HTTP socket, like the load portion, that could be something in the application. And Thousand Eyes doesn't give that visibility into the application. So whether it was, say, you know, a web to a database call or like a database to Kafka or something, it's not going to give you that type of visibility. Um, it's going to give you, you know, the tools to marry, I would say, other um, portions of data that you have from the other complementing systems within your infrastructure to make that deter determination, um, not just from a network operator perspective, but you know, from a, a full team perspective that, of course, has network operators in it. So you mentioned that you can run like web tests. Uh, are these like on-demand tests that you can run on uh, an application, web-hosted or, or local, that you can kind of do on-demand to, to test various things? How does that work? Sure. Um, so, so usually you would have these tests set up um, 
as not just a, a single test, right? You'll configure a test and you'll have it on a schedule because ultimately you want to see historical site performance and availability. Um, but you can absolutely run an individual test ad hoc and test a site that, say, you want to use for, uh, say, part of your post-validation testing. Say you run a network change, part of that's post-validation testing. You can run an instant test within Thousand Eyes based off of a test you might have on a schedule, for example, um, and run it immediately and get those metrics back immediately. You can do that, absolutely. So it sounds like it can be used in a couple different ways, uh, you know, troubleshooting an immediate problem, maybe troubleshooting a historical problem, maybe if it happened overnight or it's intermittent, uh, and then just live performance data as well. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Awesome. Now, you mentioned um, the fact that Thousand Eyes isn't going to look on the, the host side, right? It's not going to look at how the application is performing on the host itself, if there's a SQL query that's taking too long, memory allocation issues or performance on the CPU side, um, it seems like something like an AppD would really kind of fill in that gap and provide that full kind of end-to-end along, alongside of uh, with that, the metrics from Thousand Eyes. Uh, would you say that's pretty accurate or, or how, how do you, what was your experience in uh, working with the product on the customer side? Sure. Um, I, I think what you called out with AppD is why the people that or the people within our organization that are familiar with Thousand Eyes are really excited. Um, I see that personally as a gap uh, within Thousand Eyes. So as a as a customer and a consumer and and a network operator, it was again. I think most network operators experience the you know it's always the network right until you prove that it's not. And Thousand Eyes is one of those great tools where you can take, you know, the metrics that you have, you know, come to the the uh, the table where you're having like a post mortem. There's been an outage, and you can show historically, you know, what the particular problem was from a network perspective. Or say, for example, when there's a live event going on, um, you could provide a lot of color. Um, but the problem is, is you have to manually marry the Thousand Eyes data that you have, so the the, the analytics there with the analytics that you have from your other systems. Um, so for example, if you have, uh, say, like a, a, a really robust ELK system, right? Um, and you have a ton of internal metrics and you could see um, things that are reporting latency internally, um, those things are not visible and they're not you know, part of uh, a cohesive, um, say, troubleshooting flow. You have to marry those things together. And I think that's where, from an SRE perspective, those teams have a lot of pain, right? Um, not just obviously the network operations team; um, they're 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 part of the troubleshooting process. Uh, but ultimately, the team that really marries all this stuff together is supposed to be the the SRE team, right? Um, because they understand all these different pieces of it um, of the pie, and they you know are creating this single story on you know why we're having this problem, why we're having. Um, you know, this, this particular, or the, why this, this thing happened, right? This event. So um, from a customer perspective, again, from a network uh, operations perspective, we could always say, all right, well, these three portions of say a, a web socket went beautifully, like our connect time was low. Um, DNS obviously started off perfect, um, but we're seeing now problems in the load time um, or yeah. And, and we just we don't have the visibility then into what's going on at the application. You're not going to see that through Thousand Eyes. 
currently. How how is Thousand Eyes able to collect that data and, and, and see that? Are we are we just talking about um, timing of of packets as they go in and out? Are they using uh, live tools like ping and 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 whatnot to do these tests? What kind of um, technology goes into actually getting these metrics? Sure. Um, so so there's a there's a few different options on how you can you could leverage Thousand Eyes, right? Um, you could leverage just the internal cloud agents that they have. So the stuff that Thousand Eyes themselves manage, and I want to say there's around 200 or so um, agents where you can execute tests from. Uh, so whether that's uh, a web call, um, you know, a simple ICMP, um, that stuff is is all part of the Thousand Eyes infrastructure. They also offer enterprise agents, uh, which we we used to some degree um, w- within NetSuite. Um, <clears throat> at the time, it was when we were using them, they were in beta, so uh, they weren't quite ready for prime time. But um, we had leveraged Thousand Eyes to such an extent, we're like, let's get these in and let's use them because we can monitor, for example our WAN circuits, right? So we could be able to take the monitoring that we have internally, right? Which, which is, uh, um, you know, within our own internal NMS. And we could also have additional monitoring provided with the enterprise agents from Thousand Eyes. Um, and those, again, we're, we're monitoring all internal things within the infrastructure from the two agents. Um, so that's another option you have. Um, yeah. So where do the agents live? Is that on the switch or somewhere else? Uh, it was a VM, so it it lived on you know one of the the VMs within one of our web farms. Got it. Yep, it wasn't a physical appliance. It was it was yeah, it was just a um, it was a VM. Okay, and how tight is the integration between Thousand Eyes and your your networking environment? You know, routers and switches. Can it detect ports and port you know down anything with hardware, or is it strictly just performance monitoring? It's it's strictly performance monitoring. So, um, and again, keep in mind, I was using this tool from an operations perspective about two years ago. Um, from an architectural perspective, uh, when we were building tooling around it, that was probably up until about eight months ago from when I joined Cisco. Um, but I, I I don't think that they have uh, you know that you're able to leverage again stuff that you would normally see within your own internal NMS. Where you're going to be getting, yeah, ports down, um, you know, disk cards on an interface or something. Um, that's it's really just from a, a, an agent perspective. And there, there actually is one one thing I did leave out, uh, and this is something that we did not leverage, uh, but this is an uh, an option. Is there are um, end host agents as well or endpoint agents, so you can run an endpoint agent from my laptop, or I can run one from my laptop um, and have those metrics uh, go up into uh, and be reported, you know, with, within my thousand eyes UI, right. So within my tenant. What kind of, and I know you didn't use it, but what kind of additional information would that give you or, or what would be the benefit of running um, the endpoint agent? Sure. Um, So I, I, I can't probably talk to the full story, uh, but what I can garner is it's 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 very important from an eyeball perspective on how say I'm sitting for my home broadband um, and I want to you know be able to to see what kind of performance I'm seeing. I think so overall. I think it just adds to 
um, the overall picture of what performance looks like uh, to your web presence, right? So I'm sitting at home um, through a broadband connection, and if I'm an e-commerce customer, or most of my e-commerce customers are probably coming in a very similar way. So again, I just think it adds additional metrics that you're going to be able to uh, to consume through Thousand Eyes. Yeah, it sounds like you got the use cases covered at that point, since you can test it at your broadband network, maybe go to a Starbucks and test it there. So it's not always coming from a virtual machine inside your data center. Yeah. The other thing I think is is really important to call out, at least for, for how their, their cloud and their agents work specifically, is it's not just they have a lot of uh, agents within um, tier one and tier two facilities, uh, but they also have, um, I want to say... It, I don't know the exact number, but they do have a large amount of agents within broadband networks, which again, like I said before, part of the story for a lot of customers are where are my eyeballs, right? And if it's a if it if my my target is um, you know a, an end user like you or I, they're co- they're coming from broadband. Um, so Thousand Eyes knows this, and they have enterprise or they have their agents um, built out on those tier three infrastructures. So again, like a, a Comcast, right? Um, or a cable vision, they're going to have those, those agents built within, you know, their networks. They're going to have an agent on their network. So Mark, um, you use this software for, for quite a while in your previous role before coming back to Cisco. Um, can you tell us a, a use case where you use this product and it, really kind of gave you the additional visibility that you needed to uh, kind of prove either the network was or wasn't the issue and help you troubleshoot uh, an ongoing problem and how it maybe reduced your time. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to maybe selectively pick something. It's it's not specific to, to troubleshooting where I think that most people will see the value here, but more in the, the post-validation testing and specifically um, with our environment, we we were uh, we were a cloud, right? We were a SaaS cloud, but we operated, you know, at a large scale. Um, so testing any of our changes that we push on the infrastructure was incredibly important, right? So any post validation testing, um, and of course, when you're when you're operating a large cloud, automation uh, is is absolutely critical. It's required. So we had. Um, basically uh, a, a site triage script. Um, one of the guys on my team wrote the script. It was just a Python script. Um, and what we wanted to do was have that external visibility test, uh, not just internal, because we, we went through um, and we built out you know specific modules that would test internal infrastructure. Um, and it was more direct. But the Thousand Eyes, or Thousand Eyes has an API, so we're able to now grab our external posture and ensure that all of our external services are performing as we would expect them to after we're running a change. So I think from, and and we would use this same same tool, not just from a, a, a PVT perspective, but if there was a troubleshooting incident, we we would a run this tool pretty much immediately, uh, but more importantly, our SRE team would would use this tool. Um, so we're kind of removing the network operators out of the perspective from being that front line and 
you know, prov- we provided the tooling to the SRE group to run this to to see instead of having to you know log into the the Thousand Eyes UI, they're able to quickly run this uh, this network script that tests all of the internal important portions of the network, uh, but at the same time, it's also you know leveraging and, and testing or uh, grabbing results from the the Thousand Eyes API. So that was that was incredibly important for for sure for us. Nice. It sounds like it took a it it really helped uh, you guys in your reducing time to making sure that hey this this is actually going to work as you said that that validation of making sure that that change is going to um, improve the, the performance and reliability. Yep, for sure. So, Mark, we talked about kind of where Thousand Eyes comes in and fills in the gaps in the Cisco portfolio and why it's such an exciting acquisition for us. Um, But, you know, uh, let's dive a little bit more into that in terms of where Thousand Eyes really fills in, whether it's Cisco or uh, in the in the industry in general. Sure. So, uh, unfortunately, one feature that was not available that uh, you know, if, if you're familiar with Thousand Eyes, um, a really exciting feature is what they have out now is called Internet Insights. And I think what's important for a lot of network operators is not just what's going on within their infrastructure or one hop outside of their infrastructure, but understanding what's going on in the Internet, right? So the essentially the Internet health. And that's what Internet Insights uh, allows you to do within Thousand Eyes. Um, now there was a previous product, or not really a product. It was it was a free service. It was it was uh, hosted by Keynote, where it did an internet health check. Um, there hasn't been any other really firm internet health check that I've seen on the market, um, and I think that this it's it's a big gap. And I think Thousand Eyes is filling that gap appropriately. And again, it's bringing that into you know your one. And I hate to I I don't like this term, but single pane of glass. Um, you know, it's it's a really nice nice to be able to have that one interface to consume all this, and then be able to quickly pivot and say, okay, well, what's going on outside of you know one hop outside of say my carriers, where I can see an overall health of the internet. Um, so that I think is a, is a gap that Thousand Eyes has has uh, started to fill very nicely. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were just kind of touching on that before when we were joining this call here. How I could never see Brian on video. Um, without it coming in super pixelated and just like, yeah, we didn't know if it was the, the Wi-Fi connection, the internet, the application, you know, there's a million things between me and him that could have affected the the quality of that video. And of course it sounds like we could have used thousand eyes right about then to (laughs) see what was going on and where that, where that stick up was. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like this is going to be really good with, uh, when you marry it with SD-WAN too, just because, Mm. you know, a lot of corporation the companies are going you know one broadband link one mpls and with some sites with direct internet breakout some sites with direct internet to cloud applications so having those performance metrics you know at your fingertips could be uh, a game changer uh, yeah i think it's I, I think you said it perfectly right it's it's a game changer as far as as sd-wan goes and being able to you know take this information and and backfill um and and really support what we have going on within the SD-WAN portfolio and just really firming it up, which n- no one else in the market is doing, right? No one's taking all of these, these relevant analytics um, from the 
the the size of the infrastructure that you're going to be able to have with Thousand Eyes, and really be able to use that intelligence to make, um, you know, these these very proactive pathing decisions. Um, let alone, again, if you have enterprise monitors, um, you're going to have more intelligence, right? Um, so it's it's super exciting to to think about you know what we have moving forward. You know when when the um, when the acquisition completes, very exciting. Yeah, I mean it's going to take uh, performance based routing to a whole new level. And I keep I keep thinking back to um, Meraki Insights, and I I think they both kind of play a similar role. But of course, I think with with Meraki, it's it's very uh, I don't want to say watered down because that, I don't want to insult Meraki. Um, but it definitely seems like a light version of Thousand Eyes in terms of what Meraki Insights is doing. And in this case, what Meraki Insights is doing is sitting in between the connection and monitoring, okay, it took this long to get from here to here and this long to get from here to there and really kind of give you a general idea of, hey, there might be an issue with the network. Um, not really being able to do too, too much beyond that, but letting you know, hey, there's a problem with these users accessing this cloud service uh, when they, when it goes through me, but it sounds like with thousand eyes, you're able to get a lot more visibility, uh, including now the, the endpoint piece as well, to be able to see from the endpoint, Hey, when this device tries to access this service from this particular broadband connection, it's getting issues here, but everyone else is fine. So the issue obviously is there, not, you know, it's not the service that's giving you uh, a problem, but yeah. yeah, I mean, as SD WAN, um, the, the gaps we can fill with app D, uh, this sounds like it would be a very, um, very interesting acquisition for Cisco, and of course, uh, I think we're we're both with you here in terms of just like, very excited to see what's going to happen with it. Right. I I think one gap uh, where, again, speaking to to, you know, being able to have additional intelligence and how we can manipulate um, our routing specifically. So maybe not. Uh, SD WAN and the, the classical kind of SD WAN approach, where we're looking at say internal services or, or cloud on ramp type things, uh, but let's say access to to user eyeballs. Right? Again, we we talked about how Thousand Eyes has say a, a monitoring agent within AT and T, and within this portion of the country, you know, there's a, a bunch of users that are seeing really really bad performance, and this would happen a lot. Uh, you know specifically within my my last role uh, but it's not ex- exclusive right to to anyone that's that or to, to NetSuite or Oracle um, you know it's it's just how the internet works and, and if you have e-commerce for example or you're offering ERP tooling um, you know portions of the internet going down still cause a lot of pain for for network operators um, for systems operators but what I could see happening is again with the intelligence you're going to get from something like an internet insights, you're going to be able to, or Cisco could be able to take that information and make intelligent path decisions and say, okay, for this particular net block that we know is affected on AT&T's network, you know, fail it over and use, you know, internet B, for example, right? So being able to take a lot of the the, the more granular intelligence that you're not able to get from, from any SD-WAN, um, you know, offering right now, and be able to do that, I think, is, um, you know, very, very uh, out of the box right now. And it's it's something that, again, we had a lot of pain about. And depending on the customer, um, you might end up saying, okay, well, 90% of my, my availability is perfect. 
but 10% and that one 10% portion is, is an incredibly like, you know, uh, important set of customers, you're failing those links over regardless of, you know, what kind of impact you're putting on that other 90%. Of course, if, if that other 90% goes down, you're, you know, you're going to make the intelligent decision and, and migrate back over. But, um, being able to have that, that capability, um, is, is incredibly important from, from an operations perspective. Yeah. And that's always the issue with any of the routing protocols, right? Whether it's uh hop based or performance based, right? It's, it's, there's more information that if we could see, we could make even more intelligent routing decisions behind. Yep. So, um, and it's, of course, when you're using the internet, you're kind of just, it's, it's best effort, right? You throw the packet out there, you yep. hope it, get, it hope, hope it finds its way back. Right. Um, but it, it sounds like this definitely has some, um, some promise to really bolster up our ability to make, uh, in more intelligent routing decisions, uh, at least on the SD WAN side, right. Where we have some control over where it goes and how it gets there. Yep. Um, so exciting stuff, exciting stuff. Mark, was there anything else you wanted to cover um, while we've got you here in terms of the what your thoughts are on, on Thousand Eyes or, or your experiences? Um, I mean, there's uh, the, the one thing that I, I don't think we talked about that I think is also um, a, a very cool feature uh, within Thousand Eyes is it allows you to do um, synthetic uh, traffic, right? So you can... For example, a customer comes in and they're having a problem, say, that no other customer's having, um, but they're you know giving you metrics where it's it's a problem. Um, I think that what Thousand Eyes allows you to do is allows you to do synthetic traffic generation and replicate, more importantly, um, say the web browser that that particular customer is coming in from. Um, that was a very important feature, uh, and we would we would pretty consistently uh, leverage that if we didn't have like a swath of customers that are reporting an issue. Um, so yeah, that was uh, from just a more granular perspective. It allows you to have, uh, I would say a, a you know, a, a lower level of insight into what a potential problem could be. So just an, a, I think an important call out, definitely a good feature. Brian, am I going nuts here? Does this sound like tetration? Like what the, what tetration does on the data center side in, in terms of the path, packet generation and stuff like that? Not entirely. So tetration was more about packet captures and then, you know, using the headers and the footers. Playing it back. That metadata, yeah, exactly. You know, Building okay. that historical data for a variety of use cases. This sounds more like issue replication. So if a, okay. if a person has like a far out issue that no one else can replicate and it happens intermittently, uh, this is actually pretty cool where you can kind of generate this on demand so that as you're troubleshooting, as you're collecting logs, things like that, you have something that can generate the problem on demand instead of waiting for it to happen again. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, it just uh, it's funny because I'm, I'm seeing kind of the same idea, right? It's, uh, you know, what our various products do, looking at the various things, right? Titration inside the data center, AppD inside the application, CWAM in the, uh, on the host. Um Meraki Insights and and uh, Thousand Eyes on the WAN side, right on the internet side. Um, it, it, it's it's just gaining that that visibility to make intelligent, informed decisions, um, and really just better understand where those performance hits are. So that when you do get that ticket that says 
Um, the internet is slow. <laughs> you can actually respond back with a more intelligent uh, answer than no, it's not. <laughs> right. Well, very, very cool stuff. Um, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Brian, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to add or ask uh, Mark while we got him here? No, I think we covered everything. Awesome. Well, Mark, uh, thank you for joining. And where can uh, people reach out to uh, get in touch with you, um, uh, see kind of what, what you've been up to? Do you have a LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. So so I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so yeah, Mark Nufrio. Um, and yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, Mr. Boyd, what did you think of that episode there? Yeah, really good stuff. Um, as you've mentioned several times now, this is all you know forward looking, so we're not sure exactly what's going to happen, but there is plenty of potential here, especially as it relates to SD-WAN, networking in general, and of course, uh, integration with AppDynamics. So looking forward to see what comes of this. Yeah, same. I mean, it definitely sounds like a very smart acquisition for Cisco. Um, I remember my first initial reaction when I heard the intent to acquire was that, hey, for that price tag, it's probably something that Cisco really wants to to utilize. And of mm-hmm. course, the big question is going to be uh, what, of course, the acquisition does finalize and things kind of settle down. How is this going to be uh, folded into the Cisco mix, right? Is this going to be a standalone product that just kind of gets the Cisco name on it like a duo? Are we going to be taking the intellectual property and kind of uh, incorporating it into our existing products? Um, you know, who knows? So it'll be really exciting to see when everything goes through and, and the dust settles, what becomes of it. But it definitely seems like a, a smart acquisition for us. And I know that in talking to my colleagues and you know the ones that have worked with customers that are looking at Thousand Eyes, a lot of times we'll kind of present as two companies to the same customer, uh, kind of you know f- filling in the gaps for each other, right? Mm-hmm. And it definitely makes sense that this. Uh, this acquisition is is high on Cisco's radar here. Exactly. So this was um, awesome stuff, Brian. And um, I know in the beginning of the episode we mentioned that we were delayed in this and this episode coming out because of Cisco Live. It did get pushed. Uh, by the time this episode com- comes out, we're going to be starting day two of the Cisco Live event. But keep in mind that it is because it's all virtual and it's free for everyone. All of the breakout sessions, the keynotes, everything is going to be available online for free at CiscoLive.com. We have at least two people that we know of that are going to be presenting or that would have been presenting live uh, that are actually uh, recording and, and getting their breakout sessions ready. So hopefully we'll be able to have a conversation with them uh, around the phase two of when when their uh, breakout sessions get published. But make sure you check out CiscoLive.com at any time for any of those uh, video on demand recordings to be able to uh, keep up to date on stuff. Brian, have you, have you utilized Cisco live.com at all? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can see repositories of old Cisco lives there as well. So anytime a topic comes up and I think it might be covered by a, a really deep dive session, um, I'll hit up that site and, and see what's there. So I think a lot of really great content is going to be added in the next couple of days as well. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. And, you know, with everything going on, it um, it got delayed, and and that's fine. Uh, so definitely make sure you uh, get a chance if you haven't got a chance to watch it live uh, during um, June sixteenth and seventeenth. Be sure to check it out anytime after the fact with the uh, video on demand. 
Also, I uh, I thought this was so fitting for this episode, and I I had to to bring it up. There is a, a gentleman by the name of Mike Schultz. He and his team created a, a music video uh, to the song of Old Town Road, which I thought was just hilarious. Anyone that's in IT, especially on the uh, the networking side, uh, can probably agree <laughs> to every single lyric in this song. But I just I thought it was too great not to share, and I think it was very fitting for what we talked about today with with Thousand Eyes. So. I'm going to leave you guys with that song to listen to. And while I do that, thank you for listening to Conf T with URSC. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, a topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at conftea.show. And if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues and giving us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead, hit that subscribe button so you can get notified when we publish a new episode. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conftea.show. That's C-O-N-F-T. S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there and don't forget to save that config. Yeah, I'm gonna take my problem, blame the network team. I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me. I'm gonna take my problems, blame the network team. I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me. I got all the Cisco certs, got the Cisco tats. Yes, it's on my ass. Even got the Cisco T-shirt. Coding with your Java API coda. I've been in the network. You ain't been out of your GitHub. Can't nobody tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. Can't nobody tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. I got the switches in the rack. Set up in a stack. Network cables patched, color coded just to match. Riding on a golf cart like it was a go kart. Pair of crimson one hand, I connect the broadband. Can't nobody tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. Can't nobody tell them nothing. You can't tell them nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna take my problem, blame the network team. I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me. I'm gonna take my problems, blame the network team. I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me. Platform, AV systems, desk ops. Got a lot of teams who love to blame it on it. Ops. JD's got a habit, stable network, better work hard. Check in on your port, I see some interface discards. Not dropping packets, been through all that Can't let my change go back, cause I can't roll back Don't wanna go on down to old change control I wanna ride and let my pack Yeah, I'm gonna take my problem, blame the network team I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me I'm gonna take my problems, blame the network team I'm gonna whine until they prove it's me